It's July 6th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cottonor. Our top story today, NATO's 30 allies signed an accession protocol for Finland and Sweden on Tuesday, allowing them to join the nuclear-armed alliance once parliaments ratified the decision, the most significant expansion of the alliance since the 1990s. The protocol means Helsinki and Stockholm can participate in NATO meetings and have greater access to intelligence, but will not be protected by the NATO defense clause that an attack on one ally is an attack against all until ratification. That is likely to take up to a year. Though some members of NATO, like the UK, have already extended defense guarantees. Turkey's president, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, who previously objected to a session, warned last Thursday at the NATO summit that Finland and Sweden must first keep promises made to Turkey in a deal, or ratification will not be sent to the Turkish parliament. Russian-backed separatists have seized two foreign flagships in the eastern Ukrainian port city of Mariupol, saying they are now state property in the first such move against commercial shipping, letters seen by Reuters showed. The self-proclaimed Donetsk People's Republic, via its foreign ministry, informed two shipping companies that their vessels were the subject of forcible appropriation of movable property with forced conversion into state property without any compensation to the owners, according to two separate letters. Over 80 foreign flagships remain stuck in Ukrainian ports, International Maritime Organization data showed. Some of those terminals remain under Russian control. A Russian businessman with ties to state-owned energy giant Gazprom has died outside St. Petersburg in the latest in a series of mysterious deaths to grip the country's gas industry in 2022. Yuri Voronov headed the Astra shipping transportation firm that worked on Gazprom's Arctic projects, according to the company's website. Voronov's body was reportedly found Monday afternoon with a gunshot wound to the head in a pool of an elite cottage in an affluent St. Petersburg suburb. Voronov's widow told police that the businessman had previously lost money due to conflicts with contractors and partners. She said Voronov had been drinking heavily for two weeks before going out of town last Friday. Elsewhere, Boris Johnson was left fighting for his political life after two senior cabinet members, including his powerful chancellor, quit with a blast at his integrity. Chancellor of the Exchequer Risha Sunak, the finance minister and second most senior figure in the UK government after Johnson, resigned minutes after Health Secretary Saheed Javid's own dramatic exit. Other more junior government figures swiftly followed. Javid said he could no longer serve in Johnson's government in good conscience, while Sunak called for government done properly, competently, and seriously, and gave voice to deep economic splits with Johnson. Officials of both Sunak and Javid's team insisted their resignations, which came nine minutes apart, were not coordinated. More than a thousand grieving family and community members 
are attending the funeral in South Africa's East London for 21 teenagers who died in a mysterious tragedy at a nightclub nearly two weeks ago. It is still not known what caused the deaths of the young people aged between 13 and 17 whose bodies were found in the tavern. All were under the legal drinking age of 18 in South Africa. Pathologists are studying the cause of death from blood samples. A stampede has been ruled out because the victims' bodies did not show signs of serious injuries, said police. South African President Cyril Ramaphosa is to give the eulogy for the young who died. Mexico's president submitted a bill Tuesday to end daylight saving time, putting an end to the practice of changing clocks twice a year. Health Secretary Jorge Alcacer said Mexico should return to God's clock or standard time, arguing that setting clocks back or forward damages people's health. Mexicans set their clocks ahead this year on April 3rd and are scheduled to set them back on October 30th. The changes, if approved, would presumably apply to next year. The Prime Minister of Sri Lanka said Tuesday that Sri Lanka is bankrupt, as the country suffers its worst financial crisis in decades. The Prime Minister told lawmakers that negotiations with the International Monetary Fund to revive the country's collapsed economy are difficult because the South Asian nation of 22 million has entered the talks as a bankrupt country rather than a developing one. Sri Lanka is in the midst of its worst financial crisis in seven decades after its foreign exchange reserves plummeted to record lows, with dollars running out to pay for essential imports, including food, medicine, and fuel. Twitter has mounted a legal challenge in India against government orders to take down content. The social media giant has filed a petition with the High Court in Karnataka, resisting several such orders, sources told the BBC. Sources familiar with the matter said the government had warned Twitter in June, saying it was the company's last opportunity to comply with a number of blocking orders. The social media giant believes that the orders are procedurally and substantially deficient of the requirements of the law, and many of them demonstrate excessive use of power and are disproportionate. Twitter has more than 24 million users in India, by one estimate. In lighter news, the fossilized skeleton of a T-Rex relative that roamed the Earth around 76 million years ago will be auctioned in New York this month, Sotheby's announced Tuesday. The Gorgosaurus skeleton will highlight Sotheby's natural history auction on July 28th, the auction house said. The specimen being sold was discovered in 2018 in the Judith River Formation near Havre, Montana, Sotheby's said. It measured nearly 10 feet tall and 22 feet long. Sotheby's pre-sale estimates for the fossil is 5 to $8 million. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, I spoke with Max Hoffman of the Center for American Progress 
about Turkey and NATO expansion. Go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources. And tune into Deep State Radio, where David Rothkopf spoke with Rosa Brooks, Ed Luce, and David Sanger. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. (laughs) 